0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode ten of the Crickblog podcast. Um, well, it's gone very quick—ten episodes. Um, joined here as always by one of your hosts, Charbel from Crickblog. Joined as always by my excellent co-host Nash, based up in Darwin. Mate, how are you?
1: Yeah, I've been good. Um, hectic weekend at work, and um, obviously cricket being cricket season—cricket um, mm. on the weekend, cricket during the day. Um, So yeah, it's been a hectic week, couple of weeks, but yeah, really looking forward to discuss cricket tonight.
0: Did you lose over the weekend? I mean, sorry, did you play Uh, over the weekend?
1: We did not play. We had a bye. Um, So it was a bye bye weekend for us. So uh, yeah, so did not lose the toss, did not lose the game. That's a positive.
0: Awesome. That's good to hear. Um, So on this episode, uh, we'll just talk briefly about um, the IPL. I think from what I've seen it's looking to be penciled in around September 17. So that's just a few days after the England India tests. So I think we'll just three have 3 days isn't it? Yeah, 3 days. So we'll have a yeah. chat you and I about, you know, bubble life and you know, our cricket boards asking too much of their players and that sort of stuff and um, sort of linked to also what's happening with Cricket Australia with a couple of players potentially looking to skip the West Indies tour, Bangladesh tour. Um, speaking of Bangladesh, we'll have a quick recap of their series win against Sri Lanka, which took place last week. We'll, we'll look forward to as well a bit of international cricket this week, of course, with the England New Zealand tests. We chatted to the guys at We Cricket who were awesome um, in coming on the podcast. We'll preview that series. We'll also to talk a little bit about Ireland and Netherlands in the ODI Super League, which is great. Um, and then we'll finish off with a couple of questions from fans for Ask Crick blog. Um, so we'll start with this uh, IPL. Three days after a test series in a bubble you're going to go straight from bubble to bubble um is it too much for a, from a just from a player's perspective
1: i think it, it it is to be honest i think um just given the fact that the kind of cricket they are playing the kind of cricket the intensity that they have to you know show on the field um and it's the England, scrutiny the scrutiny of your performance exactly, as well as making that point uh, today Exactly, and no one no one really knows how much of a toll it takes on the players until you know someone cracks and you know gets burnt out. Um, you know, especially on you know players, like especially the fast bowlers, it, it must take a toll. And no disrespect to any other players, but the, the I think fast bowlers mentally,
0: have to go, mentally it would take a big toll on the batsman physically for the yeah, fast exactly. bowlers, but mentally on the batsman yep. to be. Having to stay at a very high level uh, for so long. And these are big, big competitions as well. You talk about India, England, Test Series. That's a big one. IPL, T20 World Cup. After that, the Ashes. These are all right after each other with the bubble life. But,
1: yeah, you know. And India India, after that is traveling to South Africa. So that's a big series. That's a big series too.
0: You know, you want to do well there as well. Wow, that's massive. Um, and there was the arguments from fans. It's just about the money. I the the BCCI has to continue the but IPL, again, but at I what mean, cost?
1: I mean the 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 reality is, yes, you, you know you have to um, consider the mental toll and the physical toll that it takes on the players. But um, you know, having worked in cricket now, I, I can I I won't say I fully empathise, but I can understand where the cricket boards come from when they you know have such such a big tournament lined up and what it takes to actually line up such a tournament yeah. from an from an organizational point of view from a not only money but just the whole uh um, that has so, yeah. yeah exactly that has gone into the back end you know there's governments involved there's local councils involved there's so many stakeholders involved and just to uh, pull the plug just like that without a decision being made it's it's and you know people the boards don't even know uh, you know there's there's that uncertainty factor into it at the at the stage with the pandemic that you know whether the tournaments will go ahead or not because and to be fair, it does affect livelihood of people, but mm. um, you have to you have to look at it from a from a different angle and not just focus on the on field um, aspect True. of it, but you have to also consider the off field aspect. What what it takes to organize such a tournament, not only IPL, but even tournaments like you know big tournament CPL, the PSL, all. Yep. PSL had to pull the plug um, a few months ago, and now they're going back in June. So if something goes wrong there, that's, again, a big liability to the to the board and you know you have to consider all these factors that's true yeah we can say we can sit here and make uh you know make our opinions on twitter and you know on social media that oh you, you know bcc should do this pcb should do this but the reality is that it's so hard to make these decisions behind closed doors because there's so many factors involved so many yep. stakeholders involved and i know i'm rambling a bit but the thing is at some stage it, it does take a toll on the players and it has to take a toll on the players and the boards have to it, there has to be a middle ground i'm not There'll saying be a lot of rotation uh, uh, i feel exactly i'm not saying part you know party a or party b is right or wrong i'm saying they have to sit at the same table and find a middle ground from players union point of view and also from the from the board's point of view because There's so many parties involved that they must find a middle ground. Otherwise, someone will lose out at some stage in the future.
0: And I think for India in particular, it's important they take care of their players because um, big T20 World Cup for you guys. Um, And given you've got a big tour of England and then an IPL where a lot of your big guns will be there, by the time the T20 World Cup comes around, you don't want them burnt burnt out. And the challenge is even when they're not playing, they're in a bubble life. So that's mentally draining as well. So it's very important for for India and for for a number of the other countries as well is how they manage their players through this period. Um, And I know Cricket Australia is really focused on that um, because I have been reading on on the official website, cricket.com.au, that the likes of Pat Cummins, the likes of David Warner, they are reportedly keen on skipping the T20 tour of West Indies. I think which includes three ODIs as well, and also that five T20s uh, tour of Bangladesh to so yeah. spend more time with family and just stay away from bubble life a little bit. Um, what that means for Australia's T20 World Cup preparation, well, it hampers the preparation. But for me, I'd, I'd, I'd prefer that Pat Cummins and David Warner and anyone else goes into that tournament, the World Cup, as fresh as possible rather than burnt yeah, out from being great. in the bubble for a number of that's months great. and... And not feeling up to it for that tournament so you've got to manage it in a way that the players are hitting their peak in the white ball cricket at the t20 world cup and then making sure that they're ready to go for those ashes later in the year as well so it means that australia's preparation will probably not be as smooth sailing for the for the t20 world cup in terms of trying to find that ideal 11 and balance for you know in those series against west indies and bangladesh um that a big player like David Warner, a big player like pat cummins you need them fresh and firing as, as well as a number of yeah. other players for for the for the World Cup, which will either be in India or UAE. I don't think that's confirmed yet, but I, I'm thinking it's going to be in the UAE.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking the same. I, I don't think it should it should happen in India at this stage because with yeah. all the uncertainty that's going on, I think um, it's easier they just move the whole thing to UAE.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, given the IPL couldn't be completed there. It'd be catastrophic if the T20 World Cup couldn't be. So it'd just be too much of a risk. Yeah. Um yep. so that's that's the onus, I feel. It's it's on those boards, you've got to manage your players. You know, it might be take bigger squads, have bigger squads with you. Um I think in those those five tests between India and England, you're not gonna see many of the many same eleven from game to mm-hmm. game. You're gonna see different players come in, players can sit out for a bit, because there's a lot. Yep. There's a lot going to be happening in it very is. quick time. So it'll be interesting to see how it's managed. Um, speaking of Bangladesh, um, they had a win, well, seems like an age ago. It's been so busy. But Bangladesh-Sri Lanka uh, last week. Yep. Uh, Sri Lanka took out the third ODI. Um, they picked a few debutants and they batted first and put on a big score and thumped the home yep. side. But interestingly, I saw that Tamim Iqbal came out and said that his team didn't play well even though they um, they won the series. And you know what? That comes down to my point last week that I made is that Bangladesh, I'm worried about them in the sense that they're still relying on their big guns too much, especially with the bat. If Mushvika Rahim didn't have a good series, Sri Lanka would have won it. So um, I just wonder, Nash, do you feel the same way about that? reliance? Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's been the case for Bangladesh for quite a few years. And he, I mean... Yeah. Um, there was obviously when Tami Mikbal and Shakib came on board and now Mushvika Rahim for the last few years, these three have been their, you know, go to players. And in the bowling department, it has been Mushrafe Montaza for the few for the last few years. Obviously he's retired now. But um when he was playing, there was there was quite a a lot of reliance on these yeah. four or five players in across formats not just in, in one particular format across formats we have seen Shakib and Mushfikir perform in you know various formats for bangladesh all over the world and the, it again comes down to um the management and the structure of their domestic um competitions where they have to harvest new new talent from from you know grassroots levels so mm. and uh, you know the bcb president making statements after every loss doesn't help doesn't really you know
0: it's not after every loss it's, it's after the first innings yeah <laughs> it was after the after. first innings of the first ODI. he ripped in and um,
1: i i don't really i don't really mind coming by making such a statement that you know we really we won the series but we he doesn't after think the that series is fine and that's and a good honest that's fine because as a as a you know as a player you as a captain you have to make these you know um you have to give your players something to look forward to. And I think he's setting those high standards that, yes, you have, you have won the series, but let's not be satisfied with this. Let's be hungry for more. Yeah. And you have to, you know, we have to play this. Maybe he's thinking that the way he, the way they played in the Sri Lanka series might not be, might not be up to the mark for some other opponent, you know, someone, agree with that. someone like Pakistan. So, you know, uh, when, when it comes to, um, when it comes uh, to an opponent like, you know, big guns, you know, India, uh, Pakistan, yeah. Australia, you have to step up your game. I'm I'm not saying Sri Lanka is not a big opponent, but, you know, they have been depleted for the last few years. So, um, yeah, and again, Bangladesh, top of the table at uh, the Super League. Mm. So that that's really exciting for them. It's like Arsenal every year with top of the league at the start of the season.
0: <laughs> Sorry <laughs> to go
1: there. You went there, they.
0: you went there, man. <laughs> <laughs> taking a shot at me, um, I do want to give a quick shout out to Mushfikar Rahim. So, according to Critters, yeah. um, you know only Virat Kohli has a higher total batting impact in ODI since the start of 2018. That's an extraordinary feat from mushvik um, Yeah, and he averages over fifty batting at number four or lower in ODI since 2015. And since 2015, the Tigers have won ten of eleven series at home. Um. Yeah. You know, there's been, I think, a couple against Zimbabwe and a week in West Indies, and here we depleted Sri Lanka as well. But you can't, you know, you can't overlook those numbers. Bangladesh are a good ODI side at home. Of course, they've got a lot of improvement in terms of looking at their, how their future is going to look like um, and not relying too much on those players. But, you know, I saw people belittling that record and saying, oh, they haven't played New Zealand in that time. But New Zealand lost their last seven ODIs in Bangladesh. Yeah, look, go back to 2010, right. they lost 4-0 go back to 2013 they lost 3-0 so who's to say now that they'll win easily um, even though New Zealand side I think very that, side, that I,
1: th- I think that 2010 series I remember vividly that they had you know New Zealand had all the firepower in, in that squad it wasn't like a second string squad so um uh, that 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 series i think was a, was you know like a resurgence for Bangladesh where that series you know it was the one that put them, them the on belief- the map Put them on exactly. The gave bit, them yeah. the belief that, you know, they can win against the, these big countries, you know. Um, and they were, after that, they went on to beat India in the Asia Cup, you know, all these um, wins after that. Um, yeah. So it, it's been really, really um, great transformation from Bangladesh. And I really look look forward to them, you know, stepping up on, on the big stage in the next few years.
0: Yeah, agree. Um, so some good stuff there. Also some good stuff this week. Uh, Netherlands will be making their ODI Super League debut. They're going to be playing three ODIs against Ireland. And what I love about this is it's going to be the first time ever that cricket can be watched live on Dutch television, including Dutch commentary. So it's going to be uh, out to an audience there in the Netherlands. They're going to, you know, that sort of stuff is fantastic. When you make it accessible, um, you give people the opportunity and the chance to, to watch the action. Um I think it'll be a competitive series. I haven't. Yep. I haven't
1: definitely.
0: looked at the. Uh, I haven't looked at the weather conditions uh, across these matches, but you know I'm going to be previewing each of the matches, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, yep.
1: what, what what do you what do you make of um, you know players like Van der and Ryan and Descartes are not being oh, released by their counties. Um, it's a shame. Not. not uh, yeah.
0: It's a shame. It's something I'd have loved to see because to play in the ODI Super League, the country's first ODI Super League match. Um, and really, you know, play, you know, playing in a proud situation, the game that's going to be mm. televised in front of your um, your home fans. It's, yeah, that, I wish, I wish, you know, they they could have been released for that, but um, unfortunately not. So the onus is going to be on the likes of Ben Cooper, um, yeah, and, and, and even Max Max um, O'Dowd, um, Max O'Dowd, who's who's shown some good signs, you know, the last couple of years in ODI cricket. Um, so uh, look, opportunity for, for those guys to really make a name for themselves and put themselves on the map because, you know, yeah. you know if you look at the uh, ODI Super League table and you see the Netherlands have got a couple of wins in this series, people are going to say, oh, okay. Uh, and they want to find a little bit more about what they did and what they achieved. So it's a great opportunity mm. for them. Um, for Ireland, no Curtis Kemper. Um, Yeah, he's got a, an ankle injury and he's required surgery. But I was really looking forward to seeing more of him after what he showed last year in England. A good cricketer. What do you reckon? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, And I think uh, it is disappointing. But, you know, uh, with George Dockrell and William Porterfield coming back, I think that'll be a good addition. I I still don't know how William Porterfield is only thirty six. I mean, I have, I've, I remember, I've seen him forever.
0: He's been around um, for ages, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, that, exactly. And, you know, ex, really excited to see Josh Dockrell again. I think he came on scene with the 2011 World Cup as an oh, yeah. you know, 17, 18 year old. Um, hasn't, you know, hasn't lived up to the mark, but I think um, you know, he's only, what, 25, 26? No, so he's 28, he
0: has, 28, I think. So, time catches yeah, up. Yeah, that's right. You don't, you don't yeah, realise just does. how quickly time goes, but but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I think it'll be a competitive, hopefully, it'll be a competitive uh, three matches. Um, they played across the 2nd of June, the 4th of June, and the 7th of June um, yeah. there in the Netherlands. So, great opportunity for both sides. Ireland picking up a win in the Super League last year against England, a chance for them here to, to get more points. So, a lot is at stake in this series. And that's what I like about the Super League. You know, these Super Leagues and these, you know, look at the Test Championship, they've got their flaws. What it does do as well provides a little bit of context to a series and makes it yeah. kind of just that little bit more Definitely. interesting as well. So,
1: and I think credit credit by credit is due for ICC. I think the Super League concept is really you know they have hit the nail on the it's head. It's the right that. idea,
0: but you've just got uh,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. You have to tweak it, and, tweak and, it, and it, it it's the first time, so you know we, there will be some flaws. But I think yeah. they're, they're headed in the right direction with that with that format. I, I think the what it gives is you know it gives the. Um, associate countries a chance to play with the bigger countries. And, you know, um, for, for fans like us to, you know, see matches like Ireland and Netherlands on a regular basis, I think it would be really great.
0: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, and now Test Cricket back this week, um, England, New Zealand, you know, we chatted to the guys from Wii Cricket and they provided their thoughts on England um, and, and what they expect from the New Zealand series and, and, and what they expect of England going forward. But before we, we go to that interview, we'll just have a quick chat ourselves, Nash, maybe for a few minutes and, uh, you know, we, we chatted about our predictions last week briefly. Um, do you still feel the same? I know you said England 1-0 last week. We'll have a quick chat about our predictions here. You still feeling the same? There's no Ben Fokes who's suffered a, a serious oh. hamstring injury since. <laughs> Very, I'll, very- I'll still
1: go. I'll still go England one nil, just based on the fact that I think just based on New Zealand's away away record.
0: Do you think that um, second drawn test that you've you said you guys expect there to be a draw? There is that going to be rain effect? Oh,
1: I, I don't know which one will be drawn and which one will England win, but you know, first is at Lords, isn't it? And second it's a, it's is a brave at pick,
0: It's a brave pick to pick a yeah. draw. I think if there's no rain involved, it just depends, I guess. If there's rain involved, there'll be a draw. But if I think if we see a full yeah, you can say that, yeah. and rain doesn't have a big impact, I think you know both sides good enough to win a test. But then I also... think it'll
1: be two 0 nil England if there's no rain involved.
0: Wow, okay. I'm, I'm I'm banking
1: on I'm banking on rain being involved. That's why yeah, you know, I've I've said a draw. But if there's no rain involved, I'll go two nil England. With um, the I, looks all right I, you in know, London
0: uh, for the first test. I don't.
1: I don't have anything against New Zealand as a as a cricket team. I love them. Quality side, yeah. Quality side, but just based on the fact that it's Mm. England's, you know, backyard, and England has been really prolific in the last few years in 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 tests. So, um, barring a few, but um, yeah, and obviously, hopefully, we get a chance to see James Anderson and Stuart Broad again from both ends, Um, just going at at the batsman. um, Yep at a stretch. So, um, yeah, really excited to see that. But obviously, I'm um, also reading reports that Ollie Robinson might get a go. I was, I was about to say um, that. I want to see debut, him. So, mm. Yeah.
0: I think it's and a good opportunity.
1: Good opportunity yeah, to test di- the player di- like dissected. that. Yeah. Um, he's, he already knows how to get Kane Williamson out. So, that'll be really exciting to see. Could, 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 it'll be a good matchup. What
0: it'll be a think? very good matchup. I think I'm going to stick with one all um, because I feel England have got a bad game in them and I think their batting is a little bit, well, it's missing Stokes, missing Butler. um, It's even missing folks now. He's a good batsman. Um, I just feel Um, they're they're touch fragile, New Zealand away from home. They haven't been tested over the last few years away from home as much. Um, They played a lot of their cricket at home. So I just feel New Zealand's bowling tack's good enough to, to get England in, um, In one of the matches and then england are good enough to bounce back in the other or whichever order it is um
1: you you keep saying that england have a bad game in them and i keep yes because it it, it happens in the india series not in this i do say that
0: because the 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 facts are there um even at home the last couple of years in particular they've started a series very slowly after Mm. the world cup they were rolled for 80 odd against ireland you know and Up until, you know, Jack Leach was the man with the bat who scored 92 that took the game away from Ireland in that second innings. And then it became too much for Ireland to chase down. I think it was about 180 in the final innings and they got rolled. But 80-odd, you know, in the first um, morning of a test match. And then they lost the first test of the Ashes to Australia that same summer. Last year, they lost to the West Indies their first game. Um, So... You know, and then last year against Pakistan, Pakistan should have won. I think it might've been, it was the game where Wokes and Butler produced an amazing partnership to win the game for England. Both of those plays are not there this time. So yep. I just think New Zealand, they've grown, they've gone from strength to strength since 2015 when they were last in England. And I think they're good enough. I think they're good enough to win at least one test here. And I think England as well. Both sides are are not perfect but both sides are good enough. They've got enough quality, especially in the bowling attacks, to win a game each. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, And uh, from the looks of things, the weather looks all right in London for the first test. It is London, isn't it? Just making sure. Yeah, it's London.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. yep, First test. So it'll be interesting. Um, In terms of key player battles, um, I'm looking forward to seeing Joe Root. Joe Root, uh, you know, particularly against someone like Tim Salve because Tim South has got that ability to shape the ball away from the right-hander, but then, you know, bring one back in and trap someone LBW. Um, And Joe Root's had a problem in the past of that, so he'll be weary against it. But I know Nash, you're a big fan of Root and um, a massive series for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, he is... um, I'll, I'll be honest, I wasn't a big fan of Joe Root, but I think over the last sort of 12, 18 months, what he has done for England has been really massive and, you know, he has shown i'm 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 really open to players changing my opinion and making me eat my own words so Mm. i never before i never considered joe to be part of the top four but the fab four but i think he's certainly joined the ranks um over the last few last few months and he's shown his class obviously uh with the way he played in india and sri lanka really carried the team on his own and um, i'm really really excited to see the as you said tim saudi and joe because obviously he had some issues uh, previously with the ball coming in mm. obviously they've got someone like kyle jameson who can you know mm-hmm. swing the ball both ways as well and who can sort of has that same movement as well off the pitch so uh, really exciting to see the matchup uh, yeah and obviously you have the workhorse from New Zealand, Neil Wagner, who just keeps coming and coming. Um, That would be really exciting to see what tactics Wagner has for Juvarud and um, the other England batsmen.
0: I think it's going to come down to which team's got more hunger, particularly with the bat, you know, willing to stick it out for longer periods, because I think both bowling attacks are very much good enough to provide a lot of testing period for the batsmen. But it's which side is going to deliver that extra bit of fight and I think yeah, yeah, England yeah, fans, yeah. We, we chatted to the weekly guys and they said, yeah, it's that batting that time, getting used to batting time. Even in England, getting used to batting long, because you're going to need to do that in the ashes later in the year. are going to always come back to the ashes. But if England are going to win here, they're going to have to do what India did last year, really grind Australia down. Um, and it That's starts correct. with a series like this. You're up against a good bowling attack. You're going to be up against, you're going to be up against a good bowling attack as well against India. So what you want to do is really show some metal, And the same applies for New yeah. Zealand. We, we know, we spoke previously about Latham and Williamson. They're going to be key. But the others coming through as well, like Henry Nichols, like BJ Watling, uh, Ross Taylor as well. A big series for them. A great opportunity for New Zealand, as we said. No wins in England in a series since 1999. Mm. They've, got a, they've got a good chance to do it here. And they'll be hoping uh, they, they will.
1: You know, and I think there's are so well in a matter of six sorry three months now you we will get to see eight test matches with you know england new zealand two one one world test championship and then five india and england i think it'll be really really exciting time for all, all the cricket fans they they'll get to see real test cricket you know it's great i think i think india has shown especially in australia that you know they've sort of taken taken it back to the traditional test cricket being played with you know with the you know the grittiness and the, oh, yeah. the hunger of Cheteshwar pujara you know just just stick it out you know doesn't matter where where you get hit you just bat and bat all day and then obviously ballers from australia india all over even even england and india they've shown that you know you just have to pitch the ball in the right areas and the let the let the natural variation do its thing and you know yep. you'll get the rewards
0: can't wait to chat more about it when the you know series comes closer, England-India. But India, no doubt about it, have a genuine, genuine chance of winning in England. No question. 2018, 4-1 to England, but that was not an accurate reflection of the series. It was Sam Curran yep. who was the key difference. India, I think, have gone better since then. Yeah, And that winning in Australia is arguably their greatest ever series win, ever. Yep. Yep. And I reckon definitely away from India. So... You know, and they've got that quality there. So, India, big, big um, series, season for them, you know, a chance to win in Australia and then England would be something special for you guys. So, keep an eye out for that. We also chatted to the guys, as mentioned, from We Cricket, Dan and Kez, uh, for their say on England and the upcoming series against New Zealand. We're very fortunate to welcome the We Cricket guys again to the CrickBog podcast. Dan and Kez, how are you guys going? How's life?
2: Okay. Pretty well, thanks, mate. Really yeah, good. Thank you. Really good. Thanks for having us back.
0: No, thank you guys for, for coming on. And um, we're here to chat England-New Zealand. We've got some cricket to talk about. Um, you know, it's a nice move away from sandpaper. I've felt like I've, I've gone back to 2018 this week or the last couple of weeks. Um, and with the county championship ruined by rain pretty much every game. Um, first question I wanted to, to ask you guys was, um, your impression of the England side in this upcoming series against New Zealand? few players missing is the batting fin. So Dan, we might start with you. Uh, I
2: suppose on paper, yeah. But I think the reality of the situation is we're going to play one more batter than what we would do normally, I think. So I, I guess you might kind of balance that out that way around. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm excited by it. I think it's, it's an unknown kind of quantity. And it's, it's mm. exciting to see that that England and the ECB kind of think they've got all of these players available to them that are of test match kind of standard. I think it's a really, really exciting place to be. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's you
2: some, yeah. yeah, it's a good chance for a few guys that we haven't seen before to come mm-hmm. in as well. It's like,
3: it could be a slight worry. I mean, New Zealand are a really good team. They, they're obviously in the World Test Championship final later on this month or in a bit later on after this series. And, you know, the, the players that England have got other than Root and, and obviously Stokes being injured, Burns Sibley, cruelly, all average 30 pope yep. as well averages 30 lawrence yep. i know he hasn't played as many times as the other guys but yeah i mean it could be <laughs> it could be interesting in those conditions with a with a southey and a henry and a and a jameson and and what have you but but yeah looking forward to it
1: and and chance for chance for hamid to finally show his potential you think
3: i don't reckon he'll get a game but he won't i don't think he should be in the squad really i i find it a bit mm. odd um I mean, yeah, he's done brilliantly to come back from where he yeah. was almost being booted out of cricket completely at one stage, uh, professional cricket anyway. But yeah, I, I think it's way too soon. I mean, he won't play, so I don't think it really matters at mm. all. But I, th- I just think it's a bit odd that he's even in the squad, to be honest.
0: Big series for a few of the England batters, um, yeah. maybe the openers, but I reckon it's a big one for Ollie Pope. There's a lot of wraps on him and he looks good, but... Average of what, thirty-two in about seventeen tests or whatever it is, one hundred. Like this is a, it's look. It's not uncommon for a player to start slowly at test level. It's test cricket. It's hard. But do you think this is like the summer for Pope to like really stamp his authority on things? You reckon it's it's he's the one to watch out for, other than Joe Root.
2: I'm not allowed to talk about him, so so your question, Kes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I absolutely <laughs> adore him. I think he's such a talented guy. I
3: think he's going to score so many runs for him. He hasn't had a, an amazing start, or hasn't had a... like the last year or so haven't been great. Mm. He's done all right in the county championship. I mean, he's been batting on the oval, yeah. which. Which has been decent for him, Uh, but a bit of confidence. uh, Everybody struggled in India. I mean, that's reduced a lot of those guys' average by a considerable amount. They were sort of mid mid thirties before that series, and it's really cut them a lot. So, yeah, it is a big series, a big series, and a big summer for him. And hopefully, uh, we can see what he can do.
1: So, um, so guys, do you think there will be any debutants um, when it comes to? um the England squad this this summer obviously there's James Bracey and Sam Billings who you know who do you think who's your first pick um to take the gloves we'll start with Dan he's the keeper uh, yeah no wow.
2: yeah I'm very qualified in this subject. well I, I saw the picture of your guy keeping wicket yesterday I mean I I can't say that in, in, a, in a position I'd say I'd look better on paper um but uh, we won't go into that um Anyway, yeah, he's a little bit salty there, isn't he? Because he doesn't play Saturday stuff anymore. Anyway, I'm not good enough, mate. I'm not good enough. No, Bracey, that. Bracey. Bracey will be the guy. He's got to be the guy. He was the guy in the yep. squad as backup for folks anyway. I don't really think he was that far behind folks, to be honest. I think folks, it turns out he was, you know, like primary school kids used to do in like a school hall when they used to take their shoes off and like slide across <laughs> the, I think that's what he yeah. was doing, which is kind <laughs> of, ham- yeah, apparently so. Yeah. Oh, well, what an idiot. Pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. So um yeah. I didn't realize that Bracy. Bracy going to be the guy. I think Billings is is definitely a wow. Well, yeah, I think I don't want to steal kez's thunder, but a bit of a strange pick, really. I wasn't expecting it. What about you, kez Yeah, Bracy's Bracy's an interesting one because I think he wants to open the
3: batting, doesn't he? So batting down at seven is just going to be a bit of a weird role for him. I think he probably bats in a similar way to what Ben Folks was going to do, like mm. you know, gritty and and traditional and. And looks to stay in for as long as possible, which with England's eight, nine, ten, and eleven, <laughs> good luck, really. I think, True. you know, it's more suited to somebody like Butler get in there and, and reverse sweep a few and get on with it. But hopefully you can back with somebody, you know, like a Pope or a Lawrence or whoever's in at the time and, and build partnerships that way. But yeah, um, So
1: you're so you're not backing Anderson's so reverse sweep this summer then?
3: Well it's good, but it doesn't stay in very long, does he? I mean he hits one and then he's gone. So it is bloody good though. It's especially a spinner anyway, have they? So I hope they don't play Santner. He's useless, but yeah. um, certainly in England, <laughs> certainly at Lords.
0: Red ball crickets, uh, high, but for Santner, I find it as yeah. well.
3: Yeah.
2: Good batter though, to be fair.
0: I thought Ben folks was an accident. That's what I read a couple of days ago, but I, something else has come to light. Has it? Was, well,
2: I, I suppose, I suppose he didn't mean to tear his armstring on purpose, but yeah, I think me. he was, I think, I think, I think I thought there's just the kind cool. of rumors of mucking about, but yeah. Hey, it is what it is. We've all done it. Um, that's how most injuries happen yeah Mm. exactly they just needed one of those little yellow triangle signs down that like (laughs) what do they say like 97 percent of accidents in the workplace are caused by slips and trips or some garbage (laughs) like that
1: (laughs) and and who do you think who do you think in the in the top order in the top four or five is fighting for their spot in in the batting lineup right now uh
2: can I say all of them, other than Joe Root? Yeah,
0: it's fair. <laughs> you can the two it, the two enough. openers for sure. Big spotlight on them.
2: Yeah, I yep. think I think there's, there's well, there's probably more pressure on Burns than there is on Sibley. I mean, Burns got got kind of moved aside, didn't he? In India, um, was under a lot of a lot of pressure there. Uh, Sibley, I think they really like the fact that he he's he's quite gritty, kind of mm. over my dead body. But then we can't ignore the fact that you can get strangled down the leg side on a consistent basis um, but Burns has found a bit of form for Surrey hasn't he he's, he's just come yeah. off 100 in the last county championship round I, I don't see them changing much to be honest but uh, but yeah I, I think that, that undoubtedly there's going to be pressure as we yeah. kind of made a, made, made a point about the averages earlier you just can't ignore them can you
1: Kez, Kez is oddly quiet
2: no I completely
3: agree with Dan completely agree there isn't much else to say there, really, is there? They they haven't been excellent so far. It yeah, is a big, big summer fair. for all of those guys. It really is.
0: I mean, and what sort of what will you mark as success for England this summer from a batting point of view? I don't, of obviously, it's runs, but but like more time at the crease because the England batsmen are good at making their starts, but I, I often find that you know they get their twenties and their thirties and then they're out. They can't handle it uh, long enough. Um, more time at the crease. Is that what you really got really hoping for ahead of those ashes later in the year?
3: Yeah, I think it's got to be really, I mean, it's really tough to bat in England at the moment. The last couple of years has been mm. really hard to bat in England and the batting averages across the board show that um, it's been doing a lot swinging seaming, and it is tough, but if you're going to win in Australia and I know everyone's getting all like whingy about everyone talking about the ashes so far away from it. But if we are going to win in Australia, we are going to have to score a lot more runs than we have done. And you're going to have to do tours. what India did. I reckon. Yeah, they
0: were brilliant in wearing us down, and I think and that's sort of make sure they do the same.
3: Sibley has got the ability to do yes. what Pujara yeah. can do, yes, and what Pujara has done. I mean, he's not of the quality, obviously, yet at the moment. I mean, Pujara's a fantastic player and done it for a number of years, but mm. he has the ingredients to do that, and that sort of player that's I think right. could work really well. Crawley's got a good game, certainly in Australia. I think he'd work quite well. He's a tall guy, he's got off the back foot, that could work quite nicely. Um, so yeah it's again we're going to how many times we're we going to say it in this podcast so it's a massive summer for that for that top four
0: but agree you know, yeah
3: see how it goes
0: so who scares you from the new zealand site we'll just focus on them um is it that Jamison, duke's ball what do you reckon
2: i spoke to i spoke to a kiwi yesterday or friday about the New Zealand team, and kind of said that although they're they're arguably the one of the one of the two best Test teams in the world at the moment, um, you don't really see them. You don't know that much about them. They're, they're mm-hmm. kind of they're, you don't you just don't. You, you I think the last time we played them in New Zealand, we we might did we have a two match series, two Test yeah, series against them in it was New 20, Zealand,
0: twenty fifteen.
2: Yeah, and another two match series here, and I just don't think they play that much Test cricket, which is quite wonders for the World Test Championships point scoring system. But I mean that that bowling lineup is just. We haven't. I don't think we've seen Henry in a Test match. We haven't seen Jameson in a Test match. Um, Wagner, relatively speaking, we might have seen him from an England fans perspective about what four times. Yeah, I think they're they're all kind of they're all quite scary. I think
0: when the Test matches start there it's probably middle of the night your time and they play a lot at home. Yeah. So it probably explains it. But yeah, I think I think New Zealand definitely, you know, the fact that they don't play more test cricket's a shame and they haven't played a lot away from home over the last couple of years. So that might work against them in England this time. Um, Kez, what about you? Who do you think in that New Zealand side is, is one? Well, my favourite or... bowler isn't playing,
3: um, which is probably lucky for England's top order. I mean, Bolt, I think, would be Dynamite, Southie. Southie's a fantastically consistent bowler as well. And Jameson has had an unbelievable start. I mean, those three there in, in these conditions will be would have yeah. been amazing for, for Bolts. So I think Henry will probably be handy in these conditions. And Wagner's just a bit of a weird bowler, isn't he? He kind of bowls a lot his... of overs and mm. long spells and awkward lengths. Um, so yeah, they've got a really good varied attack. And obviously Colin de Gronholm will probably run up and bowl his little, um, Aaron little Stevens. snakey things. Darren Steven's yeah. Dobblers. They work quite well. They do work <laughs> yeah. well. So yeah. they've got all bases covered there, haven't they, for these conditions, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, in terms of a serious prediction, like these two test matches, I think it'll be... I'm not sitting on the fence here. I genuinely think both sides are good enough to win a game each. Mm. But they've got flaws in them where they'll lose a game as well. So I'm going one-all, weather permitting. What do you guys reckon, Kez?
3: See, that's what I was going to say. Which is annoying. Smart
0: minds think alike, eh?
3: That's it. Um, the only thing, the only thing at New Zealand, obviously not playing much away from home. Yeah. And I think that could potentially come back to bite them a little bit. But when you look down their team, you know, it's very, very, it's just, they've done so, so well, haven't they? Yeah, good um, side. And the players that they have got in there, you Latham, Taylor, Williamson, those guys you'd think would be fairly well suited to, batting well in these conditions as well good techniques been over here before Mm. so that kind of counteracts that but yeah one one just sounds good as well doesn't it it's a bit stupid that it's not a three match series but yeah two match
2: series are pointless aren't they
0: (laughs) big time dan do you feel the same or you have a different opinion
2: no i'm gonna join you boys on the fence um i just yeah, I, I don't know. The England, the England look frail, don't they? Um, mm. The New Zealand bowling. Lo- I, I honestly, I wouldn't be at all surprised if England lost the series 2 0 But I do genuinely think it would be a one-nil draw. That's
1: a big call. That's a big call. I'm, um, I'm going for one 0 England, just mm-hmm. based on the fact that I think Joe Root will have a massive series. Uh, I'm, I'm backing Joe Root all the way. Has he got runs
2: left in him after the start of the year? I think he <laughs> does. Yeah, I think, I think, think does. lots. Yeah. I, I hope so. I hope he's gonna to need to score about three thousand this year for England True. to win a couple of these test series. A lot depends
0: on him, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. Oh, he's he's an absolute I think I think he showed and possibly put some of the doubters to, to bed a little bit during those two away tours this winter that that he can and should still be spoken about. With the 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 elite of those test yeah. batters, um, I think there was there was a period there wasn't there where he was kind of potentially clinging onto their kind of coattails. The media pressure was kind of building about him and kind of saying, "Well, should we really be talking about Root in the same sentences when we talk about Smith and Coley? and then obviously Williams and Azam as well, or sorry, Williamson and Azam?" But I do think those those two tours. Has have certainly kind of put some of those those kind of naysayers and, and that negativity to to bed for a, for a period of time. I think, which is which is undoubtedly going to do him the world of good. I would say.
0: Yep, agree with that. Um, just before we move on, in terms of the bowling attack, you think Anderson and Broad will be together for the first test, and then who do you think will be the third seamer?
3: Yeah, um, Anderson and Broad. Um, I can see them going with Overton, to be honest just for maybe a bit of extra batting mm. down there at eight, because normally we'd have a Wokes or a Curran, wouldn't we, to fill that spot in? Yeah. I, I would rather, as a bowling option, I'd rather see Robinson. But I can mm. kind of see them going for, for Overton as a bit more of a batter, possibly. But no, I don't think it would have been... I don't know if it's that, if he's that much better that it's worth, worth it, really. Mm. But,
1: but do, you, do you think he will be as effective as you know a Mark would when it comes to bowling?
0: England, I think he would be what do you reckon
1: guys yeah, yeah i think yeah. so
3: 100% i think he's, he's 17 or 16 or something yeah. in the last couple of years in the championship isn't he he's, he's a really mm-hmm. tall guy as well actually i don't mm-hmm. think people realize that he's actually yeah. right up there like apparently his release point is is like third or fourth in the world or something um, oh well wow. i think Jameson might just be behind him or just he's just in front of him so mm. yeah with another bowler that could be quite successful in in australia as well so and similar to the, the batters that we haven't seen before, it's a, it's a really nice chance to see some of these guys.
0: He was here last bowling. time, wasn't he, though, at Overton?
3: Overton was, yeah. Yeah. He's played Overton a couple of times, sure. hasn't done very well.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, the memory of um, he knocked Smith over, which was a good moment for him, but it was not much else, different conditions. Dan, do you feel the same way, Overton to partner? Anderson uh, and Ford.
2: I wouldn't be at all surprised if we played four seamers. Um, we will at Lords, yeah. We have to. I I wouldn't be at all surprised. I I think that's probably going to be our better tactic to try and try and at least win that first test match. Yeah. So I think there's a there's a there's a world that that you see Mark would play anyway with. um, I personally would go for Robinson, not because I have anything against Overton not because I've from Sussex, not because I support Sussex, but I mean, he's been in and around those squads now for the last 12 months. And sooner or later, we've got to have a look at this guy and kind of see whether he's up to the mustard, whether he's up to it, whether he's got the abilities. We, we've seen Overton, like he's he's been in and out a little bit. I wouldn't have said he's got phenomenally better since we've Mm. kind of seen him in the past I don't think he's changed that much I think he's definitely Um, got better he's definitely oh no yeah I'm not saying yeah yeah, what I'm saying is I don't think he's got like ridiculously better if that makes sense And Mm. but he's a little bit of a known quantity whereas we could still kind of just live in this world where we kind of go well Robinson could be a good option and we never actually get to see him have a go and these two test matches I think would be the perfect opportunity to to
1: see what he's about
0: bloody good first class Um, records Ollie Robinson yeah
1: Unbelievable, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, good thoughts. And now, before we let you go, obviously, we you guys are two massive English fans, so with all the havoc that he's been wrecking in the county championship, there have been talks of Darren Stevens in the Ashes squad. It has to be a far fetched thought, isn't it? Has to be,
3: yeah, it's just a bit of Twitter banter, I think. Yeah, <laughs> um, Hilarious. he's a phenomenal player, isn't he?
1: Yeah, 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 he is, he's unbelievable, unbelievable
3: player, yeah, but he's 45. <laughs> What if we lose yeah, seven exactly. test matches this summer? And it's all his fault. But <laughs> <Get him laughs> well, when we lose in the Ashes, it's always Darren Stevens' county <laughs> championship's fault because we prepare <laughs> these green teams, and, you know, these big English batsmen don't how a bat on, on sort of bouncy pitches. So, yeah, come December or January or whenever the Ashes is 3-0 finished, um, Darren <laughs> yeah, Stevens number. will be trending on Twitter because it's all his fault. Can't wait. Yeah.
1: And he's, he's. I mean, I'm I'm absolutely, um, I'm a massive fan of Darren Stevens, you know, what he's doing at 45. And but he's your classic first class player. I mean, once he makes the transition into if he makes the transition into test cricket, he might not be that effective. You know, he's that classic first class player. You have those sort of players in great cricket in you know club cricket who are massive legends in club cricket, but as soon as they get a contract, they sort of fall away.
2: You'd almost if you could if you could do it. And you wouldn't almost want to give him like a pity one, would you? But you'd almost want to kind of give him a like a notional kind of test cap, if that makes yeah. sense. Just because you've yeah. been an absolute superstar for the last for your entire career. Um, it's kind of interesting, though, when you think about people like Ravi Bapara, that's had a test that had mm. a couple of, couple of test caps and like this guy hasn't. It, it's a it, yeah. I mean, he can't have been that far away if you start thinking about players like that that have been given given goes by England. I mean we love a bits and pieces of cricketer, don't we? And I mean he, yeah. he kind of absolutely fits, fits the bill that. for that.
3: Definitely does.
2: Don't quite bowl yeah. quick enough and isn't quite a good enough kind of standout batsman. So get him in that test team.
0: <laughs> before we before I let you go, I want to bring up a question. How do England manage Droffer Archer from here? Because speaking of the ashes, he's gonna be crucial. Like concern that elbow. Like, what do England do from here? Tough one. <laughs> It is tough. Yeah. yeah.
3: I think he's having surgery really soon, isn't he? Like yeah. within the next week or today or something's happening pretty soon. So that hopefully that goes well. I mean, it, it, we were talking about him the other week and we kind of had quite a long, a long chat about him in the end and I'm sure everyone's heard about it and everybody knows how much of a talented player he is. But um, yeah, because he's one of those guys that we want to play all three formats because mm. he's that good. Uh, he hasn't quite shown the, the skills in Red Bull consistently, yeah, as he has with the White Bull stuff, has he? I mean, he's an absolute one of the best in the world already in, in the White Bull stuff. Yeah. Um, but he's definitely got the ability and the potential in, in the Red Bull stuff. And it's just you know, when you get an injury that, that keeps coming back, it is it is really worrying. And as fans, I'm sure people are kind of hoping that this surgery goes well and hopefully he can get back
2: as soon as possible.
0: Definitely. Because think, if, if think... he's not here, if he's not here, I don't know. Well, that really hampers England's chances, I reckon.
2: Definitely. I guess the thing that kind of like some of the Aussie fans that might have slightly short memories with these injuries is the fact that it wasn't that long ago when kind of Cummins, Hazelwood, Stark, Pattinson, all of them couldn't string a couple of games together without breaking down with some kind of injury. So I think those four, and they've done absolutely amazingly since they've come back into that squad and been, well, world beaters, haven't they? But I think it does show that there is, there is hope to come back from some of these real crappy injuries that some of these guys have had definitely.
0: It's just the concern is it's reoccurring and it's the same problem yeah. that he can't seem to shake off. So yep. it would be good if he's here and um, if he's firing, because that'll make for a great battle. Certainly will. Dan, Kez, thank you guys so much for joining us on your Sunday. Um, good luck for the upcoming series and the summer ahead against India as well. Um, and looking forward to the banter on Twitter. Hopefully Take care, you guys. get to
1: travel. Hopefully you yeah. get to travel around.
2: Fingers crossed. Yeah, Fingers crossed.
0: That. That'd be awesome. Thank thanks, guys.
2: Cheers.
0: So, a big thanks to Dan and Kez once again for their time uh, to have a chat about the series. It should be a should be a very interesting one. Um, they're like me; they believe it's going to be a one-all. So, we'll see what happens. Um, now, on to Ask blog Received a couple of questions um, from from a couple of fans. Uh, regarding the England New Zealand series um, we'll start with robin at robin underscore rounder he says for which player do you think that this series will be very important i e it can change their career now a, a couple come to my mind um, but do you want to start with this one
1: i think as you know as um, dan and kez also mentioned in the in the interview earlier i think it will be a big one for Ollie pope yeah, I think this, I is his, this is his calling. Um, he's been in and around, um, you know, the test arena for quite a few, you know, quite a few test matches now. Has played 17 with, with an average of 31. We all know what he can do. I mean, he's no muck with the bat. He can bat and he can make that number six, number five, number six position his own for the next, next few years. So
0: agree.
1: Um, he, he, he will have a big one. He will have a big series, you know. And obviously the other... Two or three that you know immediately come to mind. Uh, one is Dan Lawrence, you know, Aron, who is you know who is quite new to the setup. Yeah. Um, you know, you can name people like Zach Crawley as well. Obviously, they, they will have someone like you know a James Precy who who will make his debut. I think um, who has a lot who has a lot of potential. But I think another one that comes to mind is from um, New Zealand camp is um, someone like a Will Young um yep. you know he's just made his de- debut you know a couple of tests ago i think he has played only two tests you know and against pakistan i think uh if i'm correct or against west indies um and he's he's one to watch out for he's he's only 28 so he still has you know if he if he gets going he yeah. still has good seven or eight years to go but coming back um is again that i don't know from new zealand camp uh, you know I, I only have will young you know, who really um, can set the world on fire this time. Mm. Well, what about you? I what, agree who with do you. you think, who do you think? Uh, do you think any of the old timers can make make a solid impact? Obviously, there's some old timers that have not gone on to do great things, but yeah. do you think this is their time?
0: Um, I think certainly a massive series for Oli Pope. I agree with you on that. That's, you know, the first player that comes to mind when I think of, well, this is a big season. For him, because he looks very good when he plays his shots. Very, very good uh, player to watch. Reminds me a little bit of Ian Bell, um, particularly Mm. that cover drive. And very good and easy on the eye, but you want to translate that into runs. It's no use. Um, A few tests in India in very difficult circumstances. So given benefit of that wasn't easy for him, wasn't easy for anyone in that series. So um, this is a big one for him at home against two good bowling attacks to step up. I would also add the England openers in there. Burns and Sibley, they've got a lot to prove. Um, I think they're both averaging in their early 30s so far in their test careers. Um, And, you know, if you want to do well as a test opener, there's no better way than to boost your confidence against some excellent new ball attacks in New Zealand and India Um, because both of them have some weaknesses, you know, Rory Burns can go right across his stumps and get caught LBW. He gets that front pad right across his stumps. Dom Sibley, we know that weakness of, of uh, getting caught down the leg side and closing himself off to deliveries going down leg. These bowling mm-hmm. attacks of New Zealand and India, they're very good. There's going to be a lot of planning, there's going to be a lot of analysis done on the techniques of these two openers. So it's going to be a good test for Burns. Rabbit is 30 in 23 matches. Um, mm-hmm. And Sibley, who averages, I think, around the same, um, if I'm not mistaken, to produce the goods. Because particularly Burns has been around a couple of years now and he wants to start making more of an impact. Yep. So that's that's what I reckon. Um, for New Zealand, Trembolt's not in this series, is he? He's not, from memory? No. no. So if they don't go with a spinner, um, who do you think they'll go in with their... For the same option, they've got Matt Henry there now. Oh, yeah,
1: that he's a good one. Yeah. Now,
0: now, if Matt Henry plays, he's a he's another one who I put in a category of this series can change his career because he's been a good bowler for New Zealand in ODI cricket. You know, he's got ninety-eight scalps in fifty-five matches, but in Test cricket, you know, when you look at his first, he's looking his his first-class record. He's averaging twenty-five with 308 wickets, but in test cricket, he's taken 31 wickets in 13 matches, an average of 51. Yeah. So if he's going shocking, to be picked here it? in conditions that the ball's going to swing and see him around, and if he doesn't have a good series, I don't think he'll ever see him back in the test side yeah. or in the test side I of agree. New Zealand. If he steps up in this series that could, you know, as Robin asks, can change a career, it can oh. propel him forward and say, you know, I'll stay on the radar of the selectors. Um, I agree, 100%. Yeah. So it's a massive series for him as well from his inner perspective, I reckon, if he gets the go. Yeah. Um, we've got another question, the second and final question, uh, from Debasish Sarangi. Thanks, Debasish, for your for your questions. Uh, nearly each week, we really appreciate it, um, at Plum underscore in front on Twitter. He asks, your combination for England, You get, would you go with six batters, one all-rounder, and four bowlers, including Jack Leach, or seven batsmen? and four seamers Um, for me, depending on the conditions, I think I'm I'm leaning towards four fast bowlers. I don't know if you bother with a spinner in Lord's, you know, start of June. Um, What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I think, I think, uh, yeah, my, you know, um, I completely agree with you because I was just looking at the squad and I think um, the four, the four fa- fast bowlers that I can quickly think of. Obviously, Ollie Robinson might get a go. Um, one from Ollie Stone and Mark Wood, and then obviously I hope I hope we get to see Stuart Broad and James Anderson together. Mm. If we don't, if we don't, that's, say Craig, that's there, a shame. Exactly, say Craig That's Overton. a shame. Exactly, that's a shame. But yeah, uh, Craig Overton can obviously bat, um, you know, lower down the order. But I think they're mm. pretty much set with the top top six, and then obviously a wicketkeeper, you know, who, who will be James Bracey. Um, who will get his test cap soon. So, um, yeah, and then the four ballers. But if they go with three ballers and one one spinner, I think that that puts undue pressure on all the four ballers because there's no backup. But I think because if Kane, Kane Williamson starts batting and Tom Latham starts batting, I think that, that's a mm. that's going to be a big, big innings for you need ball, cover. Inning ballers. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, yeah, I think... What does your top six or seven look like for England from a batting perspective?
1: Um, so it'll be obviously Sibley and um, Rory Burns to open. Mm. Um, Dan at Lawrence. Oh uh, yeah, cr- Crawley at three, um, Joe Root at four, um, Dan Lawrence at five, Ollie Pope at six, um, James Bracey at seven. Yeah, I've gone the same. And yeah, and then the bowlers.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've gone the same there. I think think when you look at the option of six batters, one all-rounder, that sort of stuff, I don't know. I think when you do that, it leaves your bowling a touch short. And if you want to play one less batsman, then it leaves your batting short. And I think England need, especially with that, a little bit of fragility in their batting lineup and also a long tail, you want to make Mm. sure you've got enough batting cover, um, you know, as much batting cover as possible to ensure that you're making That's the totals correct. you need to win these matches. So I think uh, Bracey at seven, and I think they might play Craig Overton as the guys from We Cricket said, because he can provide some batting cover at the mm. back end, especially if you don't play Jack Leach, who yeah. usually provides that resistance down the order as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really correct. looking forward to hoping Ollie Robinson getting a go. Um, wonderful first-class record. 279 wickets at 21. So we hope he gets a chance and, you know, he can really make a name for himself in this series. I think this series and, and these matches, or well, this season is an opportunity for those players because we talked earlier about the rotation and, the, you know, the sign of the times. So you might get players come mm. through and um, really do well and make a name for themselves and, and start forging yep. an international career. So a big thanks to Robin and Devishish for. Um, for sending through their questions, um, we look forward to this series. You know, we've we've seen a lot of different predictions for in, for England, New Zealand, from an, a range of, of different fans. You know, and I think that shows the unpredictability of the series. It can go either way. So, we look forward to look forward to watching it. Um, so, by this time next week, we'll know the result of the first test. So, we'll chat about it then. Um, Nash, anything, any final words from you before we sign off for episode 10?
1: No, I'll just thoughts with everyone in Victoria as well. Obviously they're going back yeah. in lockdown. So um, yeah, thoughts with everyone. I think, um, yeah, I don't yeah, know they've how gone it back to, They've gone back to lockdown. Once,
0: yeah. yeah. Well said and everyone in India as well and everyone around the world yep. still, you know, struggling or suffering from the pandemic. Um, we hope, you know, hope you're doing okay. Um And, of course, you guys can reach out to us if you need anything, if you need a talk, always there available. Um, I'm at Crick underscore blog. Nash is at at NashVSent. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well on the podcast account at pod. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Enjoy the cricket this week, and we'll see you guys next week.